on page Reishchav Beis. Just as there are two ways of looking at everything in life, there's the Mabat, the perspective of the Guth, and there's the Mabat of the Neshama, as we've been learning throughout the Sefer, and really throughout the Swarm of the Duvavi. So too when it comes to marriage, choosing Chasm Kala, and then already once they're married. And we were talking about last week, once they're married, and as it's inevitable, each one discovers in the other certain midas, certain hanhagis, deyas, thoughts, behaviors, whatever, that are unexpected. Sometimes those are little tiny things, in which case it's relatively easy for mature people to deal with, to overcome, and to move on. But oftentimes it's not so poshant. And there are giluyim, there are revelations that shatter. The chasm, the kala, husband, wife. This is unfortunately not uncommon at all. People don't really know each other. And in the context of the misgeras of married life, they begin to find out and see certain things. So there are two ways, there are two ways of dealing with that. Revelation of that gilui. One mahalach is the mahalach of the guf. The Mahalach of the Guf we're going to talk more about. The Mahalach of the Guf is to try to think of reasonable, rational ways. We'll go through a specific list of recommendations of how to approach the situation. Oftentimes, one needs outside help. One needs to get outside help. From the perspective of Amuna, possible for a person, unless God forbid we're dealing with a situation where this chalila, chalila is something that's irreconcilable. It's possible for a person to be mischazek. A person knows clearly from that way, in that way of neshama, that there's a zivug, that Gashboruch who is poil something that's l'tayvasam hanitzchis. And he knows all of the chazals. What we were talking about at the end last week is that the fact that a person knows all of that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to manage in his situation. Because knowing is not the same thing as Oftentimes, emuna is still something in its earlier stages that hasn't been fully, the neshama hasn't been fully accessed. And because of that, even though he officially, even though he officially believes in his mind, he believes in the zivug, he believes in bashert, he believes that it's, everything is for the best, and he believes that in the future, with hard work, they'll be able to, they'll be able to create a life together. Even though he knows that in his mind, but the amuna is not yet penetrated or hasn't been completely revealed in his heart. And because of that, if this was something shocking, something extremely disturbing, the fact that the person tells himself that he believes and it's for the best and it's okay and everything's going to be fine, or she tells that to herself, the fact that the person says that doesn't mean that they'll be able to remain married or that they'll be able to remain in a marriage without each one eating his or her heart out and living a constant life of disappointment, which leads to anger, machlaikas, etc. Therefore, since very few people, since very few people are in such a place of such a moon, such faith, 
where it's not only that they say the right things, but they really, really feel the right things. Very few people are not Madrigan. And because of that, it's necessary, as with everything in this world, unless we're talking about very great exalted tzaddikim, it's necessary since the Bri is by Yitzah with two Yuds, which means the Yitzirah in this world, we were created in this world, in the world of Guf, and we have created in the world of Neshama, we have inside of us a Guf and a Neshama. Therefore, even though the person is saying all the right things, and he went to the right yeshiva, she went to the right seminary, they have all the right tapes, everything in the kitchen is labeled fleshies and milkies, and it's supposed to be fine, but each one knows that it, or one, both, knows that it's not fine. It's necessary that besides trying to tap into the amuna and to work on that, and as we learned at the end last week, to speak about it and to think about it and to work in Sibislach, Kima Kima, slowly, slowly, it becomes more part of the person, the amuna. But besides that, it's necessary that there be Histadlus Baha'i Alma in the world of the Guf. There must be a Histadlus, a healthy path of Histadlus in this world, in the world of the Guf, to complement the avoid that's taking place in the world of the Nishama, the Muna. Because if, if we would be the ideal people that we one day will be, if we would be in that place of Amuna, unless, God forbid, there's a reason why this marriage has gone over a cliff, for whatever reason, I'm not talking about either in Halacha, or there's something, God forbid, abusive about one or two people, or something that's emotionally, seriously, emotionally unstable. We're not talking about those extreme situations. We're talking about two basically nice people who have in Yonim, each one has an Indian, this one might have made a mistake, this one might have made another mistake, but basically normal people. I know nowadays that's become more difficult to define what it means exactly normal. It's hard to know exactly what that is. But normal people have a certain understanding of what normal is. People who are not normal have a much wider definition, a broader definition. Him, there needs to be a status in this world of the Guf, together with the Avaida in Ruchmius of the Neshama. The middle of page, Reish Chav Beis. Look inside. If you have a safer, look in with another Jew. Inside. The Matzav Me'ein Zeh. In this kind of a matzah, what matzah? We're talking about a matzah where there was something very extreme, something very disturbing that one discovered in the other. Again, it doesn't have to be that, that the person did some horrible sin, that you found out something about the past that they never told you. It could be that you see a certain midah coming out. You see a certain midah. I was on the phone last week with somebody for three, three different, three days. They, they live in Israel. It's a, it's a student of mine. He married a very nice girl. And this uh, turns out that she doesn't really take care of the house, of the apartment. So ah, it's an apartment in Yishalayim. She doesn't take care of the apartment. And the children are not dressed in a neat way. Of course, I asked them, maybe, are you helping at all? She has a hard time with it. It would be nice to try. So he said, no, he is trying to help. No, Hashem. He's, trying, he's a good guy. He's trying to help. But he didn't see any of this, of course, when they're going out. It's very hard to tell if, if a girl keeps a nice home when you're just in the car together or sitting in a lobby talking someplace. And uh, he said to me, she seems so put together. <laughs> she takes care of herself. She seems put together. But it's, it's hefker. It's mamish hefker. Dishes are piled up like this. Shabbos is until Tuesday, Wednesday. You still see Shabbos. You understand? And and the children, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not. <clears throat> and we could, we could giggle, giggle a little bit and say, no, a kleinika, it's a small thing. But you know, it's not a small thing. When, you, when you're not in that, and, it's, and it, it sounds like it's not such a big deal, why should you make such a big deal? But it's not so pushed. It's not so pushed. And it's wearing him down. I mean, it's not like he spoke to me about it right away. He waited around seven, eight years to talk to me about this. And he hasn't spoken to anybody else about it. And it's wearing him down. 
So there are things like this in life. If it would be just that the house isn't clean, but it comes, oftentimes that comes with other things and certain needs. And, and when, we're, when a person's in a matzah me'enzeh, where there's something that's, that's really disturbing, that's really hard. Then, let's continue inside. The matzah me'enzeh. On the one hand, the person must use, must scrape out whatever moon he could find within himself. He has to try to put together a program, a package within himself, as much as he is able to, a package of a moonah, to mechazik himself, to go to tzaddik, to tzaddikim to get chizik, to look in the svarmakadosh, to be ma'ir himself, to daven, there was a yid here in this kehila. There's a yid who I have unbelievable derech for. That he was going through a hard time. Hashem Yerachim. Eventually they had to have a divorce. He was going through a hard time. It was a very, very sad situation. And, and this yid, this yid would spend hours and hours and hours. He would go through the whole Sefer Tehillim davening that his wife should get better. I'll be here on a Friday night. You sometimes be up here for a whole night saying tell him that she should have a Yeshua, she should have a Yeshua. It's a very, very terrible situation. Children to himself and with her. A person does what he's able to do. Shezu avaydis nishmasa. That's the avoider of his neshama. And to be able to, to come to that place within oneself, uh, and we spoke about this last week, obviously, this, we've been learning, this entire sefer that we're learning is this avoider of the neshama. That's not enough. Because even as I said before, and we learned last week, even though this person is officially on that program of Amuna. He belongs to this to the world of Amuna. He's not just some sort of a, you know an Orthodox uh, Jew by by uh, by race or creed. He Bamis is a person that's working in his Amuna. He's a Mavakish. He's somebody that's growing. But he knows that he's still crying when he closes his eyes at night. He's crying. And she knows that she's crying. And, and he asks himself, if I have such gewaldige amuna, then how come I'm still crying? You know, many times over the years I've mentioned the Maisa with the Marshall Cabrina. I just want to put it into the context of what we're talking about with the Tzaddik, the Marshall Cabrina, some say it's in Lechavitcher. But if the Marshall Cabrina was sitting in his room, which was connected to the Bismedrish, and he heard, there was nobody in the Bismarck, she was very, very late for something, he heard there was a yid crying his heart out. And Marshall Cabrini got very, felt very, very worried. And he went, and he saw this a yid crying, holding the siddha and crying. And Marshall went over to him and said, and said to him, whenever your uncle, what's wrong? Why you, what's the matter? Why are you crying? Is something wrong? So, so he said, Rabbi, I'm saying, I, I'm saying the animamas. In the siddha, I'm saying the animamas. And so Rabbi, the Rabbi says, no, that's good. So, so this Yid says, but I'm saying these animamans, and I'm thinking to myself, he says, if the Emes, if the truth is what I'm saying is true, the Emes, the Emes, it's true, and I believe I'm saying animamin, then why am I in such pain? Right? Why is it hurting me so much, whatever his Indian is? Why am I in such pain? But whatever it is, why is the poverty, the sorrows, whatever it is, getting to me? If, I, if I'm saying animam, and I believe it, then why am I in such pain? Why am I still crying? And if I don't believe in what I'm saying, then what's going to be with me? Then, who, then, then, then I'm, what am I? I'm not a yid. If I don't believe. So me manavshah. If I believe the Amis, why am I crying? And if I don't believe, then, I, then, then I'll never stop crying. 
So Moshe Kabini said, I'm going to tell you that that's not how I understand the Pshat and saying Animan. The Rabbi said that when I say Animan, I say it with a, a nusach of tefillah. I don't state it. I daven it. And I cry out and I say, Baruch Shalom, help me, help me to feel this belief. Animamen, the Munishleimer, that I should be such a person that has a Munishleimer. To feel. That's how the Rebbe said he says Animamen. That, the, that these words that I'm saying, that the Animamen that I'm saying, that these words should, should enter into my heart. I should feel, I should feel I should feel what I'm saying, and it should change my life. Amun is not vayda. But Rosh Schwartz is explaining that it's a process, and it takes time, and you're still crying at night. So it's not enough, because it's not enough to just work with the amunah of the neshama, because you're not 100% there yet. Because if you'd be 100% there yet, Yitaka wouldn't be crying. But she's okay, you're working on amunah. That's beautiful. So together with Amunah, there has to be Hishtadlis in this world. He has to seek other paths, other ways. In order to calm down, to quiet, and to calm down his natural feelings that he has. That the Amunah is not getting there. The moon hasn't reached that. He says here in brackets, as I mentioned before, and then He says, I'm not talking about when there's God forbid such a terrible chisar that it's not shy for these people to live together. Unfortunately, we know that there's a parasha uh, in Kisayid say of Nasim. Uh, there's a parasha because of Nasim of get of divorce. Vaz al Afa Kaev and in such a case, despite the pain and how horrible it is, and Vyatsa's God of Batara is speaking to an Adam Godal, the Eatim, sometimes sometimes the package has to be taken apart, meaning the marriage has to be ended. We understand. It doesn't always work out. Hargaz Halev Hativi. So how do we engage in this non nishama Avaida of Hargaz Halev? Calming the heart down. Remember all the time working on the Amuna. Working, working on the Amuna. Together with Hargaz Halev, trying to calm the heart. Sahargaz Haleva Tivi Nasis Bekama Ifanim. There are a number of ways. Aleph. Al Yidei his Makdus Bemailus Rabbis Ugedailis Shekayomas Miidach Beben Obas Hazug. By focusing constantly on the Mailus, on the many and wonderful Mailus that you know for sure you see and it's clear to you that your spouse has. By focusing on that all the time, which I spoke to this student about, because I know the Kala has wonderful, wonderful miles. It's unlikely, in, in all due respect to the girl, it's unlikely that she's going to become like little Miss Homemaker, you understand? It's unlikely. It could be a little bit improvement, and uh, she's going... She agrees to go for somebody to help. I know you're all thinking, why not just hire some live-in maid? That's because we live in the five towns. And if you have such a machshava, if that even entered your mind, it's because we're snobs and we're spoiled brats. And, and most people in the world can't afford, it's hard to believe, can't afford to have regular help. Did you hear such a thing? Can't afford. Remember years ago, my wife read to me there was a rabbi. I think it was Rabbi Wine. He should be well. That he was years ago. He was a rabbi in, in Florida, Miami, I think, somewhere near there. 
hijab, and, and um, he, was, he, he was just making it barely enough to live, and he was in some apartment or house, and, and he was, um, and he had children that was Leibedic, and, and there was a very wealthy woman from the shul or from the community that had to come by for something, and she stopped by, and she was very appalled by how it looked. You know, she was she was shocked, and uh, and uh, I think it was Rabbi Wine said that the woman said, "Really, Rabbi, you should you should hire some help over here." That's what she said. <laughs> he said he said she never even thought for a second that I, don't, I you know I can't afford to hire any help. You really should have somebody come in here. It's not so nice. You know, to have but the person has many other miles. This particular situation I'm talking about, the girl is a very very harsh of a girl. So they put in the Kabbal to accept that probably there are going to be some dishes, like this extra dishes and some other things. And it's not going to be that the, their kids are not going to be always with the shirts like this and the face perfect, shining, and the hair put back. And it'll be a little bit. But, but there are many, many milas, big milas. That's one hishtadlis, that's a hishtadlis in the world of the guf. That's hishtadlis in this world. Every single book that speaks about this Indian, we'll talk about that. When you see in your husband, your wife, that there are not only milers in Gashmis, but there are wonderful milers in Ruchmis. It's a very harsh of a person. A very harsh of a person. That's Aleph. Beis. Ayyidei Havanesh, Ein Dabasholim Bibriya. person needs to be realistic and to know. Each one of us knows this again in theory. And we are very good giving advice to other people. This Bria, the world that we're in, is not the Dava Shalom. The world is not complete. It's an imperfect world that the Baruch Shalom gave. He didn't only gave, give this to the Pashas HaShavu and Bereshis, you understand. He gave it to each and every one of us. Each one of us was given an imperfect life, an imperfect environment, an imperfect situation. There's nothing in, in creation that's perfect. One has to think of that and remember that all the time. That in every single thing there's a big chisar. Nothing is, nothing is finished. Nothing is complete. Everything is in that level of lasas of doing. We're on our way. We're not in a place of shleimus, like Rav Kuk used to say, that our job is hishtalmus, to try to be in the mahalach towards shleimus. But shleimus is not in this world. It's a world of chesar. Gimel. Again, each one of these things requires a tremendous amount of work and how to work and different ideas and so on. But these are the general hishtadluyos that a person makes in the Olam HaGuf. Gimel. Ayyidei, this is obviously, they're all connected. Ayyidei havana she'en l'cha adam she'en l'yisurim ba'ilam hazeh. By understanding, that even though you expected, you were hoping to get by till 120 without any misery and suffering. But there is no person in this world that doesn't have yisurim. This is, this is a world that's filled with yisurim. It's filled with Yisurim. And Yisurim are all different types of Yisurim. Yisurim and Gashmias, Yisurim and Ruchmias. It's a world of Yisurim. Each person knows himself, his own Inyanim, her own Inyanim. When a person expects everything to go well, and when he expects or she expects not to have Yisurim, those are the biggest Bali Yisurim. You understand. Those people are the biggest Bali Yisurim. That's why our generation, this time that we're in now, as we've spoken about thousands of times over the years, it's never been better. It's never been better. You're sitting on comfortable chairs. My father said when he came to America, the first Shabbos he was in America, I mentioned this many times, the first Shabbos he was in America was on the west side. He had an aunt, the big Sadegas. And she lived on the west side. And my father and my uncle, they should be well, they spent that first Shabbos on the west side and they went to Davin in the Shtibel. My father said that, he, that when they came in there, he was with his brother, they looked, and they never saw in their lives 
in their lives. They never saw a shul with chairs. They only had benches, wooden benches without a back. A besmedrish. I mean, in shuls you had fans, they saw a big shul. But to have a besmedrish, they never saw a besmedrish, like a shtibel, they never saw like that. My father said that was one thing, and there were two people that were learning, and they were talking in English when they were learning. My father said that they were laughing, him and his brother, they, this is, and they said, you know, America, this is America. He said, that he remembers, and also, it was a chilly day, and, and, and they were walking in the street, and my father said there was a dog that was wearing a sweater. <laughs> my father said, this is what he remembers from the first Shabbos. And he said to his brother, then my father says, in Yiddish, is much better. He says that, you know, that America, he says, we didn't have sweaters for, for, for people in here. He says, the hunt came with a sweater, like this. He came with a malbush, a hunt. He says, the dogs. He, so he didn't know. He thought that maybe that all animals, he didn't know. He just, because it was the first Shabbos, he just saw the dog walk by with a sweater. He says, he said, maybe they wear, I don't know, clothing. They put on shoes or socks over here. Animals, he didn't know what's going on over here. So we have it pretty good. We have it pretty good. Even the Bahamas are comfortable. We have it pretty good over here. So we expect that she continues and it should always be that good. It should be that good. In Gashmias and Agochmias. And it's the world is a world of Yisur. Sashanas Rahmanis for the most part, for the most part. The Yisurim, especially in Gashmias, are of a different nature than they used to be. It used to be and everybody here knows, I'm not saying anything that's a Khidish. That if a person lived to be 60 years old, it was uh, 65 years old. It was uh, it was considered to be uh, a very nice a nice extension. People that lived to be 60 to 65. How many women, Laura Leno, died giving birth? It wasn't that you heard, uh, you know, every few years such a maisa. Children dying, Laura Leno, my father said. My mother told me that this is how they grew up. That, uh, when there was somebody giving birth, it was, a, it was a suffolk. Whether the mother would survive, whether the baby would survive. And the children that had diseases, three, four, five years old. Almost anybody you talk to from the old country will tell you that there was a child, there was a sister, there was a brother, there were two sisters, there was a third brother. They didn't live. Now, I'm not talking about the Muhammad, I'm not talking about the Holocaust. They didn't live. Now here, everybody's supposed to live till 120. So the world is a world of Yisurim. And when a person thinks about that, that's a Hishtadlis. Of course, that's connected to Amunah. That thought of Yisurim and accepting Yisurim, unless it's together with Amunah, can God forbid, leave, uh, can God forbid bring a person to a place of terrible bitterness, or Khalila, a loss of Amunah. Not talking, God forbid. I mean, together with Amunah, to, to think about the Mitzvahs, that the world is a world of Yisurim. And it's not stam that there are Yisurim. Ve'ilam chelik my Yisurim agimli bailami. So my turn has come. The Yisurim of a marriage that's an unhappy marriage, those are very bitter Yisurim. <clears throat> to understand that this world, because it's of, of because of the last, because of Beis, that's a world that's not in its shleimus. And that Adam Erishin, and Chava, which was the first zivug, that there was Agnes Nefers, there was Yisur. And if a person expects that everything should be Givaldic, so then he's, he's very badly hurt. One of the Chavah just told me, when I was in the, in the steps together, so Michael just told me a, a funny joke. He said, we covered Chaydash Abba. He said that, um, what's the difference between a Jewish optimist and a Jewish pessimist? So he said that a, a, um, a Jewish pessimist says, oh, the economy is terrible, and the president is a Russian, and, uh, you know, and this is, and that, and the, the mayor, and this is and he's like, you know, it can't get worse than this. And the Jewish optimist says, no, 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 it could get worse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could still get worse than that. That's a Jewish optimist. It's a world of Yisur. Dalad. Dalad, remember talking about making Yisurim even mitzat haguf. L'smach bi Yisurim shememarkim es ha'avainais u'paytum es ha'adam edinu shal gehanim. To know 
that yes, it's a world of Yisurim, and every single second of difficulties and suffering that a person is going through, it doesn't have to be, God forbid, cataclysmic. Like the Gemara says, even if you reach into the pocket and you get the wrong change that you thought was in the pocket, every single second of Yisurim cleans, purifies. Every single second of every single second of Yisurim is in some way making life after this life easier than it would have been. So, that's also Hishtadlis. That's a Hishtadlis. Together with Amunah. Obviously the person doesn't believe in, in the world after this world. If he doesn't believe in Sahara Aynish, he doesn't believe in Gan Eden and Gehenim, that's meaningless. So this also is part of Amunah. But it's a Hishtadlis to make in Seichel, and even the Guf, even in the world of the Guf, one thinks about this and can focus, be focused on this. And it helps. Hey. This is itself a very big issue. So each one of these we can talk about for, for years. means get involved in other stuff. I've often told that to couples. One of the ways that people were raised here in America, in the Western world, is that they expect everything from their marriage. Marriage has to be the answer to everything in life. Everything. This is itself a huge sodium. A huge sodium. It used to be that when people got married, it was a part of life. It wasn't the entirety of life. People get married now, and they see that as that which defines their entire existence. You have people that that they have to be on the phone ten times a day, and they have to cling to each other like 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 like, like uh, inseparable. Like they can't. And all of this is part of the American mentality. I'm not I'm not talking against fondness or love or care. I'm talking about this a way of thinking that my marriage is my entire existence. That is not a Jewish mahalach. Never was. It's not one's entire existence. Two people brought together Kedas Moishi Yisrael with Chup and Kedushin. That is not a permanent situation. Usually they don't die at the same time either. In the Tachlis of life, like the Tzadikim talk about this it's a piece in the Svarna that discusses this. <clears throat> it's why you'll have many, many people. Let's say you'll have so this. Will be more like this is more common by women than men. But you'll have certain women, especially part of our culture. The from culture is all the time talking about marriage. So you'll have certain women that, for whatever reason, that didn't work out. Their union, either they were never able to get married, or they're married. They were married and it didn't work out and they see their entire existence as meaningless. Rachel Imenus says, If I don't have children, I have no purpose to existence. And women have more, are more inclined towards thinking such a thing because society, even though it's a modern society, in our particular culture, has a lot of hype about this. And, and many, many women feel Guys too, but more women feel that if I'm not married or if I'm unhappily married, that my whole existence is meaningless, that I have no mitzvahs. My life is worthless. I was never married. I, I'm surrounded by people who are happily married. How I should be. I'm invited over to people. I'm here, I'm there, and I see I'm surrounded by this union of marriage. And I'm not married, or I was, and I no longer am, or I'm married, but I might as well not be married because I'm in a miserable marriage. Well, Mimela, my life is worthless. I'm worthless as a Jew, I'm worthless as a woman, I'm worthless as one of Hashem's Baruch's children. My whole life is meaningless. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake. It's unfortunate, it's a light type. It's something which is painful, it hurts. It's not the definition of a Jew. That a person 
is married. That's not your, that's not one's, that doesn't define a person as a Jew. There's a mile to it. Especially when it's used in a good and holy way. It's not used in a good and holy way. It's not even a mile. It'd be better for him not to be married at all. And who needed this marriage? And who did them, they messed up marriage and to bring up their children in a messed up way? What's the big mile from that? When it's in a good way, it's a, it's a very, very big mile and it's a big yichud, a very, very big thing. But it still is never, ever what defines a person, chalil. Never. Therefore, a very practical eitzah in this world, the established of this world is, get busy with other things. What are you hanging around the whole time, waiting for your husband to say he loves you? You're only going to get two every Shemitah. And you had one... You had one three years ago. It's not going to happen for another four years. Why don't you do something in between? It sounds nasty, but I don't mean it in such a way. But there are many people who live that way. They're waiting for the next vart, for the next good vart. They live like that, waiting to hear, like Nebuchadnezzar, like Shnurs, for, for a good word. And they have a cheshman. My husband only said to me this amount of times. My wife only did this or said that. And they keep a cheshman, and therefore they're unhappy. So why don't you do something else with your life? Who said that's the tachlis of your life? That's the tachlis of your life, this Indian. There are many, many things that a person can do and should do if a person is able to learn, for sure. Other people more in the Indian of, of chasadim, working on things, whatever it is. I don't have to, everybody has knows. This is a very common mistake that people look at it in such a way and they think that that's my whole tachlis in life. And because of that, when it's not working out, they simply can't go on living. Either it's not working out because they're not getting married, or it's not working out in the marriage, they can't go on living. Everything falls apart. The Yiddishkeit falls apart. The Menschlichkeit falls apart. Everything falls apart. Because that's my whole Metzias. It was taken away from me. The angry at the Baranish law. No matter how, how you never gave me such a thing. Everybody else has this, and I don't have this in hope. So here the eight is in Gashmias, simply, invest yourself, immerse yourself in other things. Stop, stop living with that expectation that that individual, that you're going to be at the center of that person's life. Either you're not married, or you are married, and you're just not at the center of his life or her life. And you might not ever be. That doesn't mean that you don't have a life. Because you're not at the center of someone else's life. It doesn't mean that. Your life could be filled with most unbelievable chashivas. Unless you get stuck in this inyan. Vav. Al yidei hashkaz achayim b'nesina. It's connected to hey. By investing your life into giving. Giving the sin, doing for other people, and he says right away, love davke for the spouse. You're trying that, certainly that's important. But love davke to be a nice People who are giving, people who are doing for others, are generally happy people. Those are the happiest people in creation. Those who are not wrapped up in themselves. Those who are doing for others are the happiest people in the whole world. That's Bodhagamanusa that everybody knows. Those people are the happiest people in the world. The most sebrachana people in the world are the, are the ones who are wrapped up in themselves together, of course, with the husband or the wife. You know, they're a little club. Zgaitnish is not going in my club. Everything's so far. Those who are noisnim, those who are people who are at work giving and giving and doing for others. Maharaj just told me about a wonderful woman that she met. The Laura lost a child. It might even be two. I don't remember. My wife met this woman. And, and she had a very, very peaceful appearance. And my wife knew that she had this terrible, it was also a whole terrible Indian that happened to this child. And 
And my wife is wearing this pole from her. To see on her such such a tzura of a woman who is either an unbelievable actress, Academy Award winning actress, or that she's done as happy. And when you're looking at this person, you're thinking about it, so much as you can't imagine, how could that person like uh, be happy? So my wife says she had, a, she had a whole conversation with her. And she said that I don't live, I don't live a minute without remembering my child. But, and then she said, but the world is beautiful. And Hashem is beautiful. He's given many, he's given me many opportunities to do for other people, to do and to help. And she's on a million projects, this lady, to help people. That's somebody to learn from. That's something to see. Many other people, not matzav, lo God forbid to be in such a matzav, you could just shrivel up and become a tiny little thing. And then you're just waiting. I just had someone that wrote this, uh, wrote a letter to me from Eretz Yisrael, like two, three weeks ago, wrote to me a letter that he, that he's waiting to marry off the last child and that he's davening that Hashem Baruch will, will take his life already. That's what he told me. That's what he wrote. He wants to marry off his last child. And then he says, I, I want to be finished with this. I can't take it anymore. There are many people who feel that way. Nesina. When you're not just in yourself. When, you, when it's not just a matter of what you need, but what you need it for. And how other people need you. And how much you could do for others. It's not all about yourself. Again, there's a very American thing. American culture, Western culture is unbelievably selfish. Unbelievably wrapped up in the self. And if any, anything happens. I, I, I told this, I mentioned many times that I... I used to teach in high school, and I had a, 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 in the, in, a, sometimes in school, you know, I had the girls in the afternoon have a girls' class, and all of a sudden one would run out screaming from the crying or something, a little bit follow, and then I thought, I thought, God forbid, who knows what happened, you know? It turns out that Baruch Hashem it was you know, something. This one time I remember there was a girl that had something with a nail, something, I don't know. Something cosmetic went wrong. There was a cosmetic uh, mishap. And she went, of course, whenever a girl runs to the bathroom, you know that there's always her best friend runs to the bathroom also to give him the chamel and so on. And they were, I didn't know what happened. They're howling there in the bathroom. What happened? I asked one of the other girls, what happened to her? And she says, no. Yeah, she maybe had a date that night. She was making it nice, and it came out not nice, and there was something broken. She was, and then her friend had to go after her and to miss a half a class in the middle of the learning, in the middle of her ramchal or svasemis or something. And I'm gonna, you know, okay. To be a person that gives. America is not a culture, has not created a culture of giving. It's a culture of taking. And. And because of that, it's very easy for a person to shrink and to shrivel into a tiny little, tiny little insect when life has not, in your opinion, been good to you. Life has not worked out for you. It's very, very easy to become tiny. It's the natural pull of gravity. That's the pull of gravity is to become small. And one has to fight against that. And fighting against that is with Nesina, is with giving. Because when a person is not immersed completely within himself, but he's giving to others, then it becomes natural. He doesn't think as much about what's missing in his life. He doesn't stay as, as, as fixated. On, on his spouse. And he, a day of giving, he comes home, and even, and even if, and even if uh, the husband or the wife doesn't appreciate him, or he doesn't appreciate her, whatever it is, but it was a day filled with a hava, filled with giving, and filled with doing. And, and it's not going to come from this place. 
Well, there is no marriage at all. A person is divorced. A person was never married. A person is a nice thing. Each of these things is a lot, a lot to talk about. But again, it's not a manual. We're talking here about, about the hishtadlis that a person has to make in this world. These are hishtadlis of this world. So we've been talking about until now how the neshama looks at a chisarim, hein cotton for hein gadol, hamazgal as it when one sees it in the spouse a fault, a shortcoming, or something even worse. The case of we spoke about that in terms of neshama. The neshama, this is my batzur, this is my, this from that place of amuna, this is all bashet, and this is all taivasi chulu. And we spoke about Ketzad al-Aguf, the Kaychayus of Hattivyan, Lahabit al-Chisarin b'ben Obas Hazur. And how a person makes the Ishtadlis using the Kaychus of the Guf. The Guf here doesn't mean physical body, it means natural emotions and Seichel. To use your Seichel, to use your emotions, to put yourself together, to mechazik yourself. When you see a Chisarin in, in the other. Me'atan is boinen b'mabat amayk yoyser, pnimi yoyser. That's Adkan is Hakafa Aleph. Now he says, let's look more deeply into this. Let's look more deeply into this. Reishchav Gimel. Hanishama Kaidim Yudetaloylam Hazer. The Nishama before came in, down into this world. Before the Nishama came to this world, it was completely, completely attached to the Baya Adam, to the Creator. I mean, not to talk about the brackets, because it's, it brings up a subject that it's not, it's not part of what we're talking about, we don't have to worry about it now. Lachain, therefore, Gam Be'ez Vidita. I mean, if Nishama is not coming from that place, but that's not. Don't start thinking about that. Lachain gam be'ez redita. Hainilah ilam hazah. Therefore, when the neshama comes into this world, shukasa lahamshich be'manasa heitam. The neshama naturally, the neshama wants to continue its life. The life that the neshama had before it came to this world was a life of, of attachment of dveikist hashem. Filled with that emuna, and and the neshama comes into the world and would like to continue with the program. Luumasa, of course, on the other hand, haguf hakaritz michaimer, the body that's made from physical matter, chukasai the tanugais achaimer. The guf only wants chukas and desires of things of this world. To enjoy this world, to enjoy physical life. So now, when it comes time for marriage, the Nisham is very excited. Because the Nisham sees this as a great opportunity to perfect Emunah, to cultivate Emunah. It's a tremendous opportunity for a wife and to raise children. It's a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. First of all, first the Nishama is excited because this is an opportunity, Aleph, to express my full faith that this is the person who Hashem has created for me, who Hashem has set for me. That's Aleph. That's the first... That's the first um, subject of Amuna that the Nisham is excited about when it comes time to settle down and get married. Wow, this is a great opportunity to enjoy that Amuna in a Benzug, in a Bazug, in the Baskol that Hashem has made for me. That's Aleph. It's also uh, the Amuna 
that that these milas, that these milas that I see in the person, these great attributes and qualities, characteristics and so on that I see in the person, that the Bani Shlalom prepared them that I should be able to have this in my life with this person, to be able to have the wonderful, wonderful pleasure of being with such a person who has such gewaldige milas. And Hashem Baruch did that for me. He did such a thing for me. It's also the Amuna to be able to contend with and to deal with the, the Nisham is excited that I'll be able to use that old Amuna that I have to dust it off and to use that Amuna that I have that the Chesreinus also Chesreinus that are for my best. The Chesreinus, the things that are missing, the things that are wrong are also part of the ticking of who I am. The person who comes to marriage with Amuna, the person who comes with the Neshama to the marriage, comes with a Neshama that's already and excited and all prepared to use this opportunity before marriage and during marriage as a tremendous, tremendous time of putting it to use, putting it to practice, all of the Yisaitis of Amuna, all of the Kaychis that Hashem gave a Yiddish and Nisham. So it's a Givaldige exciting opportunity. Luma Zeis, on the other hand, Hagu Frey B'merechaz HaNesu and Tashdis Lahanois V'Oyneg, the body comes to marriage seeing one thing, an opportunity for fun and for pleasure. Could be that this girl's been thinking for the last four or five years how she would look in that wedding gown that she saw in the window. And there's only one thing that's preventing her from wearing that wedding gown is that she's not getting married yet. But once she gets married, she's going to knock out 840 people someplace in Williamsburg either Eden Palace, a terrace of Rome, but someplace in Brooklyn or in Borough Park, a terrace Chaya, in some joint where everything is exactly the same as every other place, she's going to, she's going to cause such a stir that when she walks out and when they put on the music, as if you think that who knows what, that Sarimane herself is going to come marching into the room, and when they put in that music, she thinks that this is going to, that the people are going to be so taken aback that they're not going to be able to do anything except think about how she looks in the wedding gown for the next two weeks at least. But the problem is she didn't find a chasen. But when she gets a chasen, she's going to put on that dress. And boy, is that going to make a splash. The whole from world, it's going to go on, it's going to be within 30 seconds. Before she gets to the chup, it's going to be on only simchas. She didn't even get to the chuppah yet, and they're ready. She thinks there are hundreds of thousands of people. I hope there are only, there are less than a thousand in But she thinks there are hundreds of thousands of people who are waiting at the computer for this chasen. And they're sitting anxiously for the doors to open. And they, and they play her favorite song. And she walks slowly with, her, with God's help with her father and her mother, holding the candles. And she has her eyes piously, piously closed in prayer. And she's thinking, I don't know how these people are not passing out at my feet, just looking at me. I don't know how they're not passing out. And there's already a little disappointment, a little disappointment. But then when she hears that there were 4,262 hits on the computer, she's a little bit reassured that there's some good people out there. And probably they fell over at their computer. So... I mean, the hasogas that people have, you'll forgive me for making a little bit chayzer. There's nobody like that in the world. We're just exaggerating. But if a person comes into a marriage and hasogas, hasogas of the goof, and I can only talk about the hasogas that a woman has because they're much, those are already nice and innocent. I'm not talking about the guys' hasogas. We'll leave that. That's, that, that's kept for uh, conversations in bar rooms. And I'm talking about girls. Girls are nice. So they have, she's thinking about it, uh, how she looks in a wedding gown. That's nice. She's thinking about how she's going to make an apartment beautiful. She has certain curtains that she just loves. And these curtains, but she's got to get a chasm. It's a problem. 
So she needs a chassan, because otherwise she can't put up, it looks silly to put up curtains like that in your own room in your parents' house. It looks silly. She also thinks about how her kids are going to look. Wait till you see my kids. And she sees a little suit in the window and a little bow tie. She thinks, wow, my kid, she has a name ready picked out. My kid is going to look in that suit, right, at least, chlaimus. These all come from the world of the guf. These are, of course, sweet and innocent things. There are other pleasures in Hanos that people are dreaming about and thinking about, and that's all marriage is going to be. On the most basic level, I'm, I'm away from my home, I'm away from my parents, and so on and so forth. Haguf Rav and Rechon is soon tashkis lahanos for Einig. Einig gufani mamish. Thinking about plain physical pleasures, we'll have to explain what that is. That this is what marriage is all about. Einig shalbar albaras siach. I'll have someone I could always talk to, pour out my heart. Someone that's always going to listen to me. I'm going to have this permanent best friend that's attached to me. With, with handcuffs, wherever I go. I'm going to have my best friend, and my best friend's going to be talking to me all the time, and my best friend's going to be listening to me all the time, and will always approve of me, will always approve, and no matter what horrible things I might have had that day, or might say because of the horrible day I had, will always say, you're the greatest, you're the best, you're the most beautiful, you're the most wonderful, I love you. How many movies, how many magazines, how many books the person has already seen and heard and thought of, songs, and that's going to be my marriage. Much bigger than all of the books, all of the movies, my marriage. It's going to be much, much more romantic than any of those movies. And whatever other pleasures a person expects from from that life of marriage. That's how the goof goes into marriage. Each person, of course, I'm making jokes, but each person, his place, her way of thinking, his way of thinking. But that's the goof. To my nachas, me love them, and so on. That nachas from children, it's going to give me nachas. Ilu yichya, just one more second. Ilu yichya ha'adam b'mabat shal neshama b'lvad. So you might say, well, then it must be the Ratzon Hashem that we should live completely, completely just in the way of what? Of the neshama. So let's think. If there would be a marriage where a person goes into the marriage completely 1,000% only neshama, that, that marriage would not work out either. You understand? I don't have to explain that. It can't work out such a marriage only neshama. Hashem Zavach didn't want that. It can't be only neshama. I don't want to have an apartment. I don't want to have anything, any physical shaykhs between this and that. I don't want to have just just emunah, just neshama. That whole, that's going to fall apart completely. That even though the neshama is enjoying all of these opportunities for Amuna, to use Amuna, Hashem made the body in such a way with the good, with the Nisham, that the body also, Hashem made it a shidduch like that, with your, with your Nisham, with the other person's Nisham and Guf, that there should be a connection with the curtains and with everything else. There should be physical pleasure. From the most basic, whatever that is, to be have a nice place and to enjoy life together. Of course, in the way of the Torah. So it can't be to live just like that. Ulam in But if, on the other hand, the person's marriage, he thinks is just what tanuk achaymi Of course, he's orthodox. But that's the ikir is tanuk achaymi just physical pleasure, whatever that means, on all levels, from the most from the most base to the most uh, sophisticated, but all chaymer and guf, kiyayfi, beauty and pleasure and so on, vadaymalai, haryu kaiver bezeh es or nishmasai, he's burying the light of his soul, the garim la leheolem amaik amaik, and he's causing the light of his nishama to sink and to disappear in his life, from his life, finished, becomes a guf of the yamaka.
Agufa the Shaitl. But the Orhan Hashama has been completely and totally buried. What is the Bani Shalomant? And this is what we're going to continue with. Habinyan Hanachim Bechayin Nisun Befrat. The correct and healthy binyan that Hashem wants us to build in marriage. Bechayin Bechlau. And in life Bechlau. Who lozom heinus neshama borhamuna is to constantly nurture and to feed the neshama, to give the neshama the amuna that it's craving for, to, to use this marriage and this life as an opportunity to put into practice amuna. And also that the guf has physical needs. The Banishlam made it with. All of life and marriage is part of life is to find a proper, healthy balance between these two. Not chalila to become, to become imbalanced, where it's leaning more than it should to one side, even if it's the side of the nisham, which would mean to ignore and to neglect the, the needs of the home and the children's simple needs and the wife or the husband's simple, basic needs of the goof, and not to lean God forbid too much to the goof, which makes it into a house which is not of Kedusha, not of Tahara, where the Neshama gets lost and disappears. The Ikr is to find that Izun, that balance. Hashem's work should help each and every one of us that we should, and we'll continue to, to learn next week.